Hello, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're enjoying Beer Week. Beer Week is exciting, it's fun, and it's awesome. It's all of those things. So, we are going to get into it. So, it's, if it's a Beer Week and you've picked up some cans of beer at some places, some of these, these awesome beer releases, no doubt that the guest on this episode had their hand in that beer. Not literally, like that's unsanitary, but like you'll get it when we get into it. But first, this episode is brought to you by Tap and Bottle out of Tucson. So they have a north-south location, north and south location uh, of Tap and Bottle. They also have a place called Westbound. So Scott and Rebecca Safford, owners of those fine establishments, are awesome. Awesome people running cool places, doing cool stuff. And just being great, great people. So, Rebecca is just a straight-up badass, too. She's into so many different projects across the Arizona beer world. Uh, and in Tucson, she does a local radio segment about beer and sports. She's just the best. So, every year, these guys knock it out of the park on Beer Week. And this year is no different. So, make sure you follow them. The Tap and Bottle. Those are all words. It's not that little symbol, the and symbol, or the plus symbol on their website. It's just the Tap and Bottle. Com. If you also go to the app store and search tap and bottle, that's the word and tap and bottle, you will find their app. Yes, tap and bottle has an app so you can collect points, trade them in for prizes and whatnot. These guys are awesome. Make sure you follow them on all the social medias and get down there and do some fun stuff, including the 26th coming up. This is a beer mile at Westbound. So, I'll leave you intrigued with that. All right, let's get into this episode. Mobile West, they have been integral part of the Arizona beer scene ever since I can remember, which is about a week ago. So these guys do some really, really uh, great work. People love working with them. Um, they can so many different beers. They come in, in and out real quick. They just do great, great work. Really cool people too. So let's tap into Mobile West. All right, so we are here. Uh, we're big thanks to the guys from Grand Avenue for letting us set up here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Yay. look them. They're over there partying. I don't even know what they're doing. Thanks, John Drinking. and Matt. <laughs> Matt, John, John, Matt. <laughs> so uh, we are here with uh, Mobile West. Mobile West, Kenny. You guys are like. Uh, you, there's some envy, I think, in the beer world of Mobile West employees because you guys get the beer first. <laughs> Fresh You're off the wrong. tank. <laughs> That's right. Straight let's, off the tank. Well, before we get into it, let's let's talk to meet everybody. So let's let's start with you. Who who are you and uh, what do you do? Hi, my name is Matt. I'm the founder of Mobile West Kenny. Excellent. And I'm Tom. Um, I'm just on line two crew. Line two crew. <laughs> AZ crew. AZ crew. All right. All right. This gentleman here. I'm Miguel, or everybody else calls me Miggy. Uh, I'm also a line. Personnel person. What line number? AZ crew. AZ, AZ crew. crew. There you go. <laughs> and? Uh, my name is Mason. I'm the Arizona crew lead. Excellent. Excellent. And up until how recently did you have long hair? Uh, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yes. How long was it? Uh, it was about down to the, probably the nape of the neck. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, ever since I moved out here, it's pretty much just 10 months, pay $15 and then forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Where'd so, you get a fifteen dollar haircut? They're yeah. twenty five everywhere. Well, yeah. if I told you, then they might raise the price. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah you okay. need to tell me. <laughs> Is it the place where you like sit in like a like a race car and they have like cartoons and stuff? Like <laughs> no, they put a bowl on your head. A bowl. Oh, well, I, mean, I call a Chinese bowl. <laughs> I call ahead and they make sure that that happens. Yeah, or else right. I throw a fit. <laughs> yeah. No, I want a Ferrari this want time. A Ferrari. That's right. <laughs> well, and then they then they put the ramen bowl on your head, and then they put ramen in, it, and then you eat afterwards. That is, right. man, that is a business idea. I know you're joking, but that is actually a good idea. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we canning? We, no. Yeah, canning and haircuts. Let's get into soup cans. Mobile haircuts. <laughs> Mobile canning and haircuts. I like it. All right, all right. We're we're two minutes in, and we're already off track, big time. Where? <laughs> yeah. So where? Are uh, we? Where where did this where did this start? Like where did the idea to to take a machine around to <laughs> put beer in? Skin? So it started in 2013. Um, I was exiting corporate America. I just sort of was tired of corporate America, and I'd done some other business ideas in the past. Oh, and so um, 
one of the uh, one of my uh, friends that I play soccer with uh, is an investor in a few breweries back in Colorado. And he said, have you heard of this mobile canning thing? And I said, no. He says, well, why don't you go look at this uh, brewery uh, on Tuesday? So I went there on Tuesday and then here we are. Yeah. So uh, from Tuesday to here. Tuesday to here. And so, um, yeah, we uh, we opened the seven, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> skips. Yeah. It was I don't amazing. remember most of it. Yeah. I don't know where the seven years went, but they. I, I don't either, dude. I blink. And it's, uh, well, Matt and I were just talking a minute ago and he has my business card from back in like 2000. 13 there was a cbc which is the uh craft brewers conference that uh, the brewers association puts on okay. and he has my business card from 2013 still in his wallet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to clean that out Matt. Yeah. No, <laughs> or I, actually keep it in there there's some gems in there let's yeah, see it's a relic. Yeah. michael jordan rookie card in there or something <laughs> so uh yeah we um uh we decided to to uh do the mobile canning here uh, down in the southwest so uh, arizona socal uh, Southern Nevada, we do have Las Vegas uh, customers as well. Um, so yeah, we have a, a shop uh, right up the road here in Phoenix, right uh, on 130th or not 130th, just 30th. <laughs> wow, Damn, we're way the hell out there. We're past the White Tank Mountains. We, we are. Uh, we're, it, it, you know where Fountain Hills is? Uh, east of there. Yeah. <laughs> Keep driving. There are 30th Street in Washington, just off the airport there. So, so that's where you guys keep like uh, all the equipment, like the whole setup for this this mobile thing. Uh huh. So so go back a little bit because you, you you went from you know seven years ago today real real quick. Uh, <laughs> did, Look so out. did you did you want to get a did you want to have a career in beer like a, a, some sort uh that's or, a, that's a good question is uh back in the 90s oh do i have to talk into the mic there you go more? there you go uh, uh, yeah he's <laughs> got back, that booming voice now way yeah. back in the 90s uh <laughs> you know everybody back then sort of experimented with uh, uh home brewing and so uh i i did a little bit of home brewing I, it was okay. okay. Uh, I'll tell you, my, my brother makes really good beer. And so uh, for years during the, the, the 90s, I, I tried to get him to open a brew pub. I, he would do the, the beer. I'd do the food. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, he just he just wasn't interested. So, yeah, it, and then when this came up, it, it, all, uh, it all sort of came together. Nice, nice. So uh, it, it just seems like a... Um, I won't say a niche, but it seems like something that people, unless you've seen it happen, you didn't really realize it existed. You know what I mean? Like, cause you know the, about the hand canners and you know about the big canning lines, but where's yeah. that middle ground? And you found that. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was an interesting, uh, thing that, the when, um, you know, the, the guys came out with, uh, these inline fillers, you know, mo most likely when you go to a Pepsi or your ABM Bev or something, you know, you have these 800 head, you know, counter pressure fillers that, uh, you know, run for miles around a building somewhere. And so, yeah, when these started to come out with these, uh, inline, in, inline fillers, it was sort of a game changer. Yeah. It was really cool. Well, it's cool too, because breweries don't have to invest in either having this one that you can can one can, you know, like the, yeah. what are the, the crowd, crowd machine, machine yeah, which crowd are great, machine. right? Yeah. But I mean, if you're wanting to get your shit out there. You know, yeah. You well, yeah. And it saves them the capital investment is really sure. what, what it yeah. comes down to. Cause yeah, yeah. In, any sort of automation is expensive. And so, yeah, it saves them that uh, capital investment and they can still make a uh, margin off of, uh, off their tanks. Yeah. And not a lot of people can actually sit there and down an entire 32 ounce crowler either. No. So, you know, like, yeah. oh, well, I'm either if I'm sharing with somebody, you know, maybe I'll do a 32 ounce crowler. But if I am just sitting at home or just kind of out it's and about commitment. biking, yeah, it's a hiking or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a big commitment, man. Uh, go out hiking, you know, I'll take a beer with me or something like that. And, you know, just enjoy one and go back down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 32 ounces for me is way too much sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 64. Like, I like I don't remember the last time I got a 64-ounce growler. <laughs> growler. You know, not even growlers. Neither but, do I, but I yeah. remember opening one up. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, how, how have you seen that? So, you've you've had an inside look, really. How long have you guys been with the, with the company? I joined two years ago. So, okay. 20, 2018. And um, pretty much as soon as I moved out here... Um, there was a bit of uh, errors with the um, we had some we had multiple people leave at the same time. And so I came out here and pretty much in about a month learned everything there was to learn. Because you had to. Yeah. <laughs> or, you, you know, it was kind of just yeah. like a sink or swim. <laughs> and so it was just me, um, another employee who doesn't work with us anymore. And it was just pretty much just learning all the operations and getting it up to, you know, talking with Matt and getting it up to where it is now. But yeah. um, two years ago, you know, just pretty much it was very quickly learning all of the operations that go into mobile canning and once you have it all down it's easy but yeah i mean 
pretty much a, the the year and a half that it's been now since I've learned how to do everything. It's been pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. man. I just need to challenge him more than man. But... He, he doesn't tell you about the phone call uh, every other day. <laughs> of course I don't. Yeah. It's him again. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. How long have you been with the company? Um, I've been with it for just shy of a year and a half. Okay. Um, I actually had the benefit of working at a brewery. This canning line went down and hired Mobile West. So I was actually brewing at the time. I probably met uh, Mason when he first came out. In fact, I remember the old crew that used to be out here. And uh, we had really good luck with them. And, and when I was ready to leave brewing, that's I just went straight to Mobile West. Nice, man. Nice. You brewed here in Arizona? Mm-hmm. Are you able to say where? Uh, it's Phoenix Ale. Um, okay. Gotcha. Change names, change owners. Yeah, nice. That's a big place too. It That's, is. Yeah. Do they use? Do they do mobile canning, or do they bottle? They. But they, they used to bottle. Used to bottle. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, the bottling line is Dunzo, and okay. they did upgrade to getting their own line. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's, that's kind of the point. I mean, we kind of help breweries get to that point. Um, yeah. They, they obviously had the capacity to start with, but you do see smaller breweries. It gives them an opportunity to get their volume up. Sure. And, you know, that generates the kind of money they need to, to grow. Yeah. Well, people love working with you guys, too. Like every time, like I've seen you guys uh, at the shop multiple times. I just go down and act like I have a business meeting. Yeah, just we to love those guys. Back, <laughs> drink the low fills, right? Business. <laughs> yeah. What, what low what fills? Low fills? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> we didn't fill those. I, I, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. I, didn't, uh, I realized that, that I'm, I, I'm out of my, my element at this point. <laughs> Miguel, take over. We're going go, right. to have to talk outside after this little podcast. Oh, low fills, huh? Low fills. Low fills. <laughs> Why does he have a crowbar? <laughs> Get the tie iron. Yeah. Shit, I knew no, I shouldn't have come we, on. We Grand love Avenue. the shop. <laughs> we're, we're really happy that they have their own line. You know, yeah. obviously yeah. it's sad that on the business side, like the literal logistic side, but I mean, if any brewery deserves it, they do. They're all great yeah. guys over there. So oh, such a great, great shout out. out. Yeah, it really. Is. Out. Well, and and seeing those the cans go across, like yeah. it, it's like a it's a work of art. Watching, I mean, there's we got some really great brews with great art. You know, Ren House and oh yeah, the shop. But there's something about the shops cans when they're going through the machine. It's like that's just beautiful. <laughs> it's, especially the unicorn rave, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You know what's so funny is, uh, so I have uh, two daughters. I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. So what, that yeah. was maybe like a year ago. I, I can't remember. So my older daughter was like <laughs> six or seven. And so my wife, just, she sends me a text. She's like, I just found a beer can under Callie's bed. And <laughs> oh, I'm like, really? God. <laughs> yeah. So she sends me a picture, and it was a unicorn rave because she was she loved unicorns at the time. But that was that was her thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That was like, at least full. she has good taste. Yeah. At least she has good taste. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so have you seen? So seven years now in the business, have you? What have you seen like happen? Kind of you you got an inside view of this whole thing. Wow, that that's a there's a lot of things uh in that question. So, yeah, 7 years ago the the craft beer industry of course was exploding and and then it's sort of it's I, I don't want to say it it's going down, but it's it's leveled off for sure. If you look at the uh IRI numbers or the Brewers Association numbers, it, it definitely has leveled off. Um it's interesting uh uh we were talking about this this morning is when we first started this um there were several brewers that said, my beer will never touch a can. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, I mean, that was a big deal. I mean, well, yeah, I mean no, we're never going to touch a can. And, uh, but then, you know, we, you know, like I said, we were in SoCal, we kicked off uh, Stone's canning program. Ah. We kicked off Lost Abbey's standing, uh, canning program, uh, Belching Beaver, Alesmith. I mean, Who were all doing bottles before? They were all yeah. doing yeah. bottles. And in fact, um, it, the data just came out. Um, 2019 bottles lead cans by like 5% and in 2020, uh, cans will actually exceed bottles as far as, uh, the package of choice. Wow. Like across the board, as far as like craft macro, all that, mm-hmm. all that across stuff. the board. Yeah. Well, actually I think that's, uh, those are Brewers Association numbers. So oh, I, got, okay. I would guess that's craft. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why, why was there the, why was there a stigma of, of cans of like, I'm not putting it in cans. There, well, because there was this 
thought that cans weren't as good for the beer as bottles, that bottles were better, but everybody, you know, we finally convinced people, no, that's exactly opposite. Yeah. The cans are actually better. You know, they preserve the beer better. They pre- pre- preserve the taste better. So yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was an educational yeah. process. And it was kind of funny because it, it moved from East coast to West coast in the East coast. Uh, they canning, you know, really grew in the 2011, 2012 timeframe. Okay. And like I said, it really didn't start kicking off out here until i'd say 2014 2015 yeah so yeah. over that time like it's that so you, you, the difference between then and now um people realize that cans are a good thing um we're seeing more you know everybody thought back in 2014 2015 that you had to can your your core beers and then specialty stuff you just had on keg or maybe in special bottles or growlers whatever crawlers whatever you want to put in yeah but now it's become um core beers are almost a thing of the past and it's cans you know now contain the special releases because you know you, you talk about you know some of our customers you know ren house and and uh, arizona wilderness and, and um, um pueblo vita yeah those specialty releases on you know the weekend or whatever they, they're coming in cans you know and so you know we're doing smaller batches of of specialty beers that the, that are special releases yeah man you guys get i'm, I'm just i'm just envious of the all the beer you guys get first hit at right <laughs> is that why you guys join the team really? we're, we're kind of we're kind of jaded <laughs> uh, yeah that's just beer sorry oh, no that's no it's, yeah. it's is it a day old no i'm good yeah <laughs> you come, come look through our fridge eric yeah <laughs> i bet i bet yeah it's five minutes old i don't want it right <laughs> that's it, actually it, you know you, you talk about that and i I admit I'm, I'm kind of jaded because like uh, when um, St. Archer, um, when they're still independent, uh, when they released their double IPA, they had us can it. They had their own candy line, but they had us can it because they knew that we did very – we're all about quality. Yeah. It, it, it's got to be about quality. And so they actually had us can it. And so we went up to set up the night before and the brewer said, hey, hey, come on. Come over here. And we got to have the beer like fresh off the tank. I mean, yeah. he drew it right off the sample port. And it was just like, oh, my God, this amazing West Coast double IPA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that, was pretty, that was pretty amazing. So, yes, it, it, it is. It's it's it, it has its its perks and benefits. But uh, uh, despite what what Mason says, it's it's not easy every day. And there's a lot of hard work involved. Yeah. He makes it. He's like mentally sharp. Like he's undefeated. It's the, it's the podcast talk. That's you know, <laughs> there's, there's no filter. <laughs> happens i think his head is lighter from no hair you know that the shorter hair and all that oh, yeah. just yeah mason the android that's what we call him the, the android the android why the, can- the android he's the canning machine it's canning machine the canning machine the canning machine uh, i like that i had nothing to do with that nickname <laughs> <laughs> so for you guys like you guys getting yeah. you know get, getting to see firsthand what it's like you know um well, for, I mean, first hand getting to taste all these beers. Yeah. Right? Like, how has that impacted your... Because you guys have all been doing it. Miguel, how long have you been with Mobile West? Uh, so, I was with Mobile West for... Oh, I am with Mobile West for... A little less, 11 months? <laughs> yeah, a little less than a year. <laughs> That's like 11 months, like, 14 days in. <laughs> I looked this up yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so before that, I was in the brewing industry as well. Yeah. Uh, I was with uh, North Mountain Brewing. Uh, shout out to those cats. Um, yeah, I just... I've seen... From when I first started brewing, I see the entire industry go from like Belgians and West Coast IPAs to hazy IPAs yeah. almost overnight. And I mean, like I, I like all beer, but you know, I, I'm very much of a traditionalist, okay. just because uh, the style that I used to brew, especially working for Rob at North Mountain. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, he got me in. Involved in a lot of these uh, Belgians, a lot of West Coast style IPAs, uh, lagers, uh, and then I'm kind of seeing this whole craze for all that go away with all these hazies. Yeah, and you know, it, it sucks, but you know, I, I do like some hazies. I'll go to the shop. I'll go to you know places that just specialize in just sure. juicy hazies. Yeah, and some of them are good, and, and I'm not gonna lie, some of them I don't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you have to like them all, man. It's all or nothing, dude. <laughs> well, I think he's a little bit. Uh, I think he's got a little, little hatred for the uh, hazies. A little, <laughs> uh, not strong enough for. <laughs> we'll have a whole episode about that. No, yes. Um, well, I, I mean, to elaborate too, you, you th- there's always going to be the next thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, you have your traditional styles. That's predominantly what I brewed at at Phoenix Ale. 
Um, and there's always going to be the next craze, the next fad, and that's even where you benefit even more from mobile canning is, is we can come in and do three styles in a day. You can do, you know, guys will do a barrel-aged beer, and so you're not going to you're not going to can 600 cases of a barrel yeah. aged anything, you know, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're going to do 50 cases, special releases. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of where I, I think coming from a facility where we had a canning and a bottling line and it was just, I mean, we, everything was a few hundred cases of this or that. Um, even mobile canning allows for a little bit of a dynamic there where you can do these small one-off batches yeah. and you don't, you don't have to dump a lot of money into it, but yet you can appeal to quite the audience with it. Yeah. Yeah. Many, many different styles. There might even be a style that doesn't quite exist yet, or someone's going to, you know, a a next coast IPA or whatever they want to call it. Next coast. I like that. South coast. (laughs) Well, yeah. Building off of that is not only, you know, us personally, we have to build our palettes in like a month because you have, you try all these styles, but everywhere we go, you see a different business model. So you sure. see some places that, you know, will specialize in a hazy and in, or like a juicy IPA. And it's just like a weekly release of something special. And they'll throw in, you know, a, something from their barrel program. But then you have other places that will specialize in, you know, like just having very distinct styles. Well, they'll can, okay, we have this West Coast, we have a sour, and we have a hazy, and we'll can those. And then, you know, sometimes it's they have something to sell to everybody. Sure. And so you yeah. have just breweries that are all successful, but they all, the amount of beer that they produce and they want to can and distribute rather than in-house is, it's very different and varying depending on where you go. And it's really interesting, especially in Phoenix and Tucson, kind of just like that two hour difference, there's very different markets in sure. each of those populations. Yeah. And we get to see that, which is really cool. Yeah. That's a yeah. really good point. Uh, I got a friend in Tucson that, um, I don't know, a Pueblo Vita beer came out and... I was like, I asked him, I'm like, dude, is there any more of the whatever it was? And he's like, dude, it's Tucson. They never sell out of beers. <laughs> yeah. Like, not in a bad way, but just a different, it's yeah. a different market. You know what I mean? And where here, I mean, and, and that's an interesting thing too, because you have breweries that will buy, it seemed like, uh, not saying that Ren House is doing it in a bad way at this point, but it seemed like at one point they had that demand so high. Because you, if you didn't get it that day, you weren't, oh, yeah. you weren't going to get it. Yeah. Now, now I, I've seen that they, you know, you can go in there a few days later and still get Spellbinder or whatever it is. Yeah, you know. So, and that's just a gamble, right? It's like shit. All right, I'm going to do this much, mm-hmm. and who knows if it if it sells, you know? Yeah, yeah I've seen that happen. Thing. Well, that's uh, kind of you know, even with us, is they can do almost like a test batch, see how well it sells, sure. see how well it's received. And yeah, I mean, that's, I think with a lot of brewers, it's like maybe if you're a brewer, your favorite beer isn't always going to be the best seller. You know, your your masterpiece might not be what everybody wants to come and buy. It might be something (laughs) you throw together late at night and you go and you brew it. And and if you can do a small batch run and you you clear out of it in a day, well, then you can come back and and double the order next time. Yeah. And you see a lot of breweries that do that, that they're they're kind of just testing the waters a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think they find their groove or they find uh I, I wouldn't call them flagships but you know sure. and, and you can come back around and maybe have seasonal beers that are a big hit too and so then they know to come back again the next year when that's coming up and sure yeah and they can predict a case count and we can do a, a larger amount or yeah yeah that's really cool so you guys do you guys make the cans too do you uh <laughs> Mic switch. So um, <laughs> actually, we we do uh, we have a, a setup a sleeving setup now in our uh, San Diego shop. So oh, nice. yes, we we produce sleeve cans. We also but we also you know we uh, maintain a, a, a inventory of bright cans out here. We have a uh, you know truckload of bright cans in our Phoenix shop at any given time. Yeah. Um, and so uh, yeah, we what we, are bright cans? Oh, they're cans that are unlabeled. They're oh, straight gotcha. okay. uh, aluminum cans. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if, if you go in the shop right now, you'll see just towers and towers and towers of, of cans. Wow, uh, of the so then they can just they Millions. can throw their own yeah. labels on. Yeah, those or, are kind of the rolling machine. Kind well, of actually, thing. we have an inline labeler. Um, don't oh, tell yeah. th- these guys hate it, so don't don't say yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> we need so, to talk about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's up for sale. There, there, there is a uh, inline uh, labeler that uh, as the cans come off the back of the the machine, they go through the the uh, labeler and get a label on it. Ah, nice, nice. So yeah, and then uh, like I said, we we 
uh, also uh, uh, decorate the cans uh, with sleeved cans, shrink sleeves. Uh, uh, some of the best is Bonehouse. Bonehouse is really, oh, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When they come through, it's like, oh, those are cool. Yeah. And uh, and besides beer, we also do uh, we also can coffee. There's a lot of uh, oh. coffee here in the valley that we can. Uh, we can uh, ciders, um, Wine. wines. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Caduceus Cellars is yeah, one of Maynard's, our customers. Yeah, Maynard's it's, Winery. It's yeah, awesome. That's it's really awesome. cool. It's pretty cool. So yeah. It's not. It's not just for your beer anymore. No. Cans are for everything. Cans of water. Have you guys canned water yet? We have. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys? Yeah. Oh wow. We did. It was before so, your time. Before my time. <laughs> but and, and, well, another thing is, it, it's uh, part of the out here. It's part of the coffee. But we've also done, you know, the the CBD THC uh, stuff. Okay. So yeah. yeah, a lot of those kind of and uh, ready to drink cocktails. We've done, um, you know, vodka mules and yeah. screwdrivers and gin and tonics and all kinds of stuff so yeah it's, nah, interesting i i still haven't found a, a one of those that are that really i'm like oh that's really good you like, haven't I have not, no. no i don't think i've tried enough of them you know i don't think they're distributed out here yet there's a there's a um distillery and actually it's right downtown san diego called you and yours and uh, you know they, they follow the uh, p diddy model their uh, their vodka is actually distilled from grapes and uh, it's it's really good, and their uh, their their recipes are really good, and it's like wow, that's that's special. So and they can those. We can wow, those. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So I didn't really like grape vodka. Grape oh, vodka. Yeah. Like, uh, so Ciroc, which is owned by P Diddy now, okay, is is oh, uh, okay, dis- yeah. is yeah. distilled from uh, from grape. You can you can distill from any you know sugar source. Okay. And so um, traditionally, you know, vodka was made from potatoes because it or, you know, originated back over there. But you can, you can, you know, most of the Texas vodkas are either barley or wheat. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. There's, in fact, I think of the ones I know of, there's only a couple potato vodkas that are manufactured in the U.S. or distilled in the U.S. Most of it's, uh, most of it's a, a, some kind of grain, barley or yeah. corn like or something like that. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Well, uh, Tito's, Tito's is a corn. Okay. That base. Yep. Okay. It, it, it has too. a lot of it has a lot of barley and wheat in it, but it it it, it you, and it's kind of funny if you smell it, you're like, oh yeah, you kind of get a little bit of that corn yeah. flavor out of it. So it's like a Mexican lager, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Corona. Wet, wet corn flakes. Yeah. <laughs> wet corn flakes. <laughs> Corona is not a Mexican lager. Corona is a rice lager. There you go. <laughs> I will punch you in the face right now. Yeah. <laughs> I will reach across the table. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all sorts of stuff going on there. What, what, so how does the process go as far as – because here's what uh, – I don't know. It's watching you guys in – in action is really cool it's cool to see that whole process go your team's always really good right on top of things um but when i was at the shop when they got their new canning line and they were talking about calibrating it and all you know getting shit dialed in and then i think about you guys of having this thing on the back of a you put it in the back of a truck right yeah so like they're having trouble calibrating it when it's sitting still on cement (laughs) so uh is that how how does that go well, not, not, now you know the answer to, to Mason's questions, right? Yeah. No, so uh, we have we have very uh, solid, uh, you know, standard operating procedures, and so um, yeah, there's there's uh, just uh, uh, a lot of different uh, things to be, you know, details to pay attention to as you go through, and uh, you know, one of the biggest things these guys are really good at is, is troubleshooting because yeah, bouncing around in the back of the truck, uh, stuff gets broken. Yeah, and so they're really good at, at fixing that stuff, and you know, so it's usually it's, just straight on the fly too. It's just like something breaks, and we're just like, okay, we know how to fix this. <laughs> Stick a pencil in it. And just, yeah. I hope that works. Well, yeah. Usually, yeah, and the pencil gets the line running. Whatever, whatever happens. <laughs> we need fuel. Pencil, good. Uh, well, usually I think I think it's uh, uh, zip ties and uh, what are the little, what are the little rubber twisty ties? And yeah, duct tape, uh, duct yeah. tape, yeah. electrical tape. <laughs> Bungee yeah. cords, yeah. yeah. The masters of bungee, right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I w- one of the last times I, I saw you guys down, there, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they're like, dude, you know, you could, we could be pulling this thing out of our truck, and there's a screw like on the ground. We're like, ah, shit, where's that from? <laughs> you know, because it could be one of many places. We've had that, that happen multiple times. Where yeah. I'm usually just kind of like, I, we're taking the line out, and it's just like. That looks important. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we'll put it on the top of the, we have this little dish on top of the line and we'll just, we'll put it in there. And there's of like, the might be important dish. Spare, yeah. yeah. Spare parts dish. Yeah. Which is like, essential. As soon as yeah. something is not working the way it should, we look in there and says, all uh, right, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So how, do, how long, so you guys get to a place, uh, the, your canning lines in the back of the truck, like how long does it take for you to guys to 
drop the tailgate per se and and start rolling man uh it's like 20 minutes just unloading the truck and then it's kind of it's a site specific thing um you know sometimes we gotta maneuver our equipment through some corners uh a lot of the places that we go to use us maybe they could afford it but the space isn't there and Uh. um so you know maybe they would have to expand first their production before getting the canning line in the first place yeah and so um i guess on average it would probably be maybe hour and a half to get from parked in their lot to you know doing doing up and running yeah getting things rolling yeah Yeah. and then is it pretty much the same i mean is it the same through like once it starts it (laughs) matt's shaking that's the furthest thing from the truth (laughs) (laughs) it it Uh, depends on like some of them um it's a really easy facility because you know the truck can go right up to like where the on-site and some like the of the shop like yeah, the shop, yeah, the has shop. It. you can yeah. just and pull right up to that door right through the door and yeah. some of them you know we've i've pushed a line across the street before yeah. you know, on a yeah. crosswalk <laughs> yeah so you know as, as long as there's a, a loading zone and a cutaway on a sidewalk and, and we can get it into your facility yeah it'll work and um the more we work with a place too you know they we have guidelines for them and usually you know after you've been there a few times they're pretty on point and so yeah. we can work with them and it's usually a smooth setup yeah and then there's always those breweries that literally like tight squeeze on both sides if we barely get our line in yeah but we make it work you what know? does Pueblo vita do there where do they uh, i'm trying to think right of... back in their brew house yeah so how do you get in there is there a back of we go so... through their their overhead doors that are right off of uh i believe it's congress oh, yeah congress, gotcha yeah. gotcha and okay. there's uh, like a little alleyway right next oh, to them yeah so yeah. we park at the alleyway and then we just pull everything in oh nice yeah Nice, yeah. Well, next time you guys go there, grab me a bunch of the beer, <laughs> whatever it is. I don't care what it is. <laughs> you better text me. I'll let you know. Why don't you yeah, just go with them? Yeah. Come oh, with us. You yeah. know what? Come yeah, there we go. There we go. You could be a canning intern. Ooh, that's Ooh. a special guest canning. <laughs> special guest canning. I quit. I'm out of here. This sucks. <laughs> thought we were just going to be drinking the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm good at. Uh so what what is so do you guys have favorites like you have favorite breweries that you got i mean i know you're not we're not gonna you know all of my customers are my favorites i definitely have favorites do you yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) some people are much easier to work with than others yeah (laughs) correct well you asked about you know is it the same once you and i think you're going to say when you turn on the machine sure yeah yeah, so yeah product i'm not get gonna say beer because again we can ciders and wine and all that yeah, stuff so product. product conditions will dictate a day really fast interesting so, meaning like the, so that's on the that's on the brewery's shoulders of like hey you yeah better be ready for and we have specifications yeah. around that but as we all know that specifications are not always not always met and suggested right suggested, <laughs> <laughs> suggested. it's more guidelines yeah, more like <laughs> actual infor- enforceable yeah. no but but so uh Just yeah that can really it can really it, it'll change your day and it'll it'll uh, make it easier or hard yeah. one way or the other what are some of the things that that like a brewery can do that that makes it easier for you guys or like what, what makes that process uh run smoother um CO2 volumes, temperature, okay. those are the two big ones. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and so you give them the guidelines saying, hey, when we get in here, this is what we need the, the yeah. beer to be at. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Interesting. And then you get like you get there and it's like hot beer. You can see like the steam coming off. Like, Still, oh. like just straight off the, uh, the kettle. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can can wort, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so once, once the machines run, like kind of take me through the, the process from the can coming in to, to the end. Like what all is involved in this canning line? All right, so, well, I guess I'll just, it's kind of like an assembly line, basically. You have your pallet of cans. Everyone's really seen them. We have a thing called the depalletizer that we just use a pallet jack to um, sweep the cans onto a conveyor belt. And that's really what it is. It's just a really high conveyor that um, funnels cans into a single file line. Then uh, it goes on to a thing called the twist rinse, which um, decreases in altitude from the depalletizer to the actual canning line. And while it's on that, there are spray heads that will spray food-safe sanitizer into the cans. So Is that when it comes down that little yeah? yeah so little it's twist. Called a twist yeah. rinse. I thought it, it was just there down. to make it look cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it does both. It, <laughs> you take a picture of it; it's not a bad thing. That's you know? right. People yeah. love that. Um, so it gets sanitized, especially the videos. Yeah, That's right. goes onto the uh, the canning line where the cans are still single file. Um, first thing it does is there are two or well, there's two places where fillers are. The first one is there's four 
uh, CO2 purgers okay. where when the the actual fill heads lower into the can, the, um, they'll purge it with CO2 because, I mean, it's it's the heaviest thing. It just gets all the gases out. Then it moves on to the uh, the four fill heads okay. where there's a bunch of actuators and solenoids and we can manually restrict the beer, which is where probably most of the quality is, especially with um, dissolved oxygen. Okay. Um, those four fillers uh, will kind of just go down into the can, gradually fill it, come up, and then they'll move on. They'll get a lid on it because on a gravity-based um, a bearing that will as the cans go by they'll grab a lid and when that lid comes out another lid will come down behind it okay it'll go down it'll go through a hockey skate that basically pushes the lids down onto the can and then there's a two seamer rollers that will um finish the ceiling of the the, spinner uh, as i call it right correct and then it then it (laughs) goes out that's the only part i do yeah the spinner oh yeah the spinner yeah it just spins it and just Looks pretty. What is the hockey skate thing that was? Oh, like you well, just you just like glazed right over that. Like it's just, is it we really have a literal a skate? hockey? Is yeah, that, hockey yeah. skate that we yeah. literally have on the on the line. Um, it, it, that's just a there's it's just a piece of plastic that looks okay. like a hockey skate. It's okay. there to push the lid down onto the can so that the lids aren't free floating as they go into the seamer spinner. Yeah, so you have CO two <laughs> yes. coming out of the spinner. Yeah. So so you you, you have, cap yeah. on foam and and yeah. that's the idea is that the can's purging itself as it goes. Gotcha. Um so you know, ideally it's like your cans would almost float up and, and off and so that skate holds them down there. Ah, interesting. You want to see that that Yeah. It's a beautiful sight. Like I I love watching the canning. Like it's yeah, I don't know. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Cool. And you get the just zoom, like at the, the the spinner, as I call it, right? spinner. <laughs> Everyone knows what you mean, man. I don't, I don't, know, yeah, don't exactly. even worry about it. We're gonna call it the spinner. That, like, I don't know what he's talking. Oh, the spinner. Yeah, I, I know what the hell the spinner is. Uh, <laughs> but so so, uh, I know I struck a nerve earlier with the low fill. So low fill <laughs> in your guys' world is that is. That's not a good thing. And the, the microphone is getting right over to Matt right now. Like everybody else's microphone is off at this point. <laughs> Low fills. What about them? I, I don't. I've never seen one. But uh, <laughs> we don't. We, uh, You're welcome. You know, there's, there's exactly no. Yeah. So you know, th- that's that's part of uh, in I guess business terms you would term spillage. Is what okay. it's called. Sure. So um, in you have standards based. Uh, as far as the amount of spillage you want when like in other words um and tom is probably most familiar with this when you brew say a 15 barrel batch of beer well you don't get 15 barrels out there, there's some sort of loss you know sure. uh in the process and you, you get a yield so maybe yield 14 barrels and then that 14 barrels can turn into 140 cases of cans right sure and so yeah. when you when you come down to it in in packaging it's just sort of a you know that old rough rule of thumb you don't want to have like more than two percent spillage okay. so if you're doing 140 cases you only want to you want to have less than three cases of quote-unquote low fills which you know it there's it's not just low fills it's an overall quality thing in other words okay. um uh there's a national institute of standards that says okay this is this counts as a 16 ounce fill so when you say low fills that's what you know people mean it's got to be above uh, the National Institute of Standards says 472 grams. We okay. actually, we that's not good enough for us. If it's if it's below like 485 or like, you know, it's it's you went not from ounces to grams. So I got lost. Okay, <laughs> Grant. Well, welcome to the metric system. So um, yeah, this is America. So well, yeah, America does metric. So d- didn't you learn both in school? Jeez, I went guys. to school. Yeah, you did. <laughs> You're fired. So anyway, like I said, the National Institute of Standards isn't good enough for what we like to do. In other words, we're we're all about quality. So yeah. anyway, when you start talking about that, there's there's other things though because uh, you, you talk about um, uh, when you first start filling cans, um, some some breweries would like to take the first you know two six packs and set them aside as you know, quality assurance sort of thing. So gotcha. is that a low fill? No, we, we call it. So instead of low fills, we term them employee fills, employee fills. Employee okay. Fills. All right. <laughs> All right. So cause that, that's what happens. Yeah. The employees sure. get those, right? Yeah. And so, um, you, I, we go back to those beer conditions things. If they're, if their beer conditions are on point, it's cold, it's at the right CO2 volumes. 
guess what? You're not going to have a low fill. Yeah. You're not going to have an employee fill. There's only going to be QA fills. Sure. That sure. you're going to pull aside. So, but again, when on average, what, what would you say, Mason, down here? On average, you have maybe two to six low fills per day. Yeah, it's about average. Yeah. So yeah. if you start if you start doing the numbers there, okay, I did 150 or 200 cases, and I had six low fills. Six cans. You're, at, you're talking oh, about? Yeah, you're at point two percent spillage. Yeah, this guy's numbers. Like, That's, yeah, <laughs> he's just throwing shit out of that. Like, where there's none of us are disproving him. <laughs> but no. So, so that's very, so, very low. So the, again, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's why a lot of breweries like to use us is because, again, you know, they're de- they know they know their DOs are going to be good. Their yeah. shelf life is going to be good. There's not going to be a lot of waste. We're not going to create a lot of spillage. Yeah. And so that's, that's, you know, that is, it, that's, to be honest with you, that, that is our most important selling point is our quality. Our attention yeah. to detail. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, cause I, I don't know, like, I, I think the people that these days that whatever, no matter what industry you're in, uh, the people that are doing things the right way, like going for quality, they're, they're standing above everybody else rather than just a turn and burn type of thing. It's like, no, we're going to treat you right. And, and your guys' reputation shows that too. People yep. love working with you guys. Yeah. That, that, that's really good to hear. That's yeah, good it's feedback. awesome to hear. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it is kind of funny because, you know, the guys that do pack out. You know, they're always like, come on, dude, where's the low fill? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm thirsty here. Yeah. I want something to drink. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so you just grab one of the cans before it gets to the lid, right? You grab it. And say, yeah. hey, there, there, there's your low fill. It's low. Oh, whoops. I spilled some. See? That's ah, you better go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> so the brewery's pretty, uh, pretty open for, for hooking you guys up with, uh, with some beers when you guys, is that against company policy for them to, uh, drink on the job? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, on the job. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It does. I mean, some of them have been very generous. Yeah. Um, very generous. And some of them, it's you don't get any. So sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's we we don't ask, we don't yeah. expect it. It's just yeah. kind of a it's kind of a cool kind like of a gesture. Cool offer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it, it's like the the whole thing of you know like diners, drive-ins, and dives. My favorite part of that is when. He's eating the food and you watch the chef's face, right? You know, yeah, so yeah, like, the chef's just watching like he wants that reaction. So I, I can <laughs> imagine like you go to a brewery and you're canning the beer and they want to see you guys who know beer taste it and they want to see what your, your reaction is. You know, I've seen that from a couple of brewers. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. And um, especially me, like I said, you know, like they a lot of them know me from when I was working for North Mountain. Yeah. So they're like, you know, I, I know my beer. Right. Uh, and yeah, a lot of times they're like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Like they'll go over to this wickle and one of the tanks and I'm like here try this try yeah. that try that what do you think and uh, yeah they go up to tom as well and they ask his opinion and mason as well i mean he's been in the in the industry for what two years now yes yeah so yeah they ask our opinions and you know we uh sometimes we'll tell them like hey you know this is something i don't really like um they're like okay that's fine what do you what do you think about this and then they're sure. like so what do you like about it and then just like you'll start talking you know more good stuff about the beer that they give you so yeah cool. yeah that's awesome and where are you guys are uh you said california new mexico and arizona at this point so uh we're socal you just rubbed that right on your mouth <laughs> I, <did. laughs> oh, I scared the taste of the beer of it off of, uh, from tom that, that, that tequila barrel aged cream arrow is pretty damn good. It's good you didn't even order one i know i know so <laughs> No, so we're, we're in uh, we're in Arizona, okay. SoCal, Southern California, and uh, Southern Nevada. Southern Nevada, okay, okay. Yeah, so we gotcha. have we have uh, several customers up in Las Vegas. You guys might be familiar with some of them. Like I know Big Dogs was distributing down here for a while. That sounds familiar. Um, yeah. Um, huh. Gosh, here are some of the other ones. Uh, Craft House. Um, we where we just uh, there's oh this is fun is uh, do you know who Ryan Reeves is? Ryan Reeves, no. I do you like hockey? Nah, not really. Really? No. no. Come on. Hockey? <laughs> I'm done. We have wow. hockey. You're so interested in the hockey skate, but now it's, uh, it's all over. Your love affair with hockey's over. Yeah. So, a- <laughs> no. So Ryan Reeves is... is uh, Miguel is uh, real passive. What? <laughs> Fuck, I even agree to this. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to watch hockey after this. So uh, he's, he, he plays for the, um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Oh, he, nice. he, he's number 75, so he has 7-5 brewing. Uh, and so we can't oh. learn beer for him, uh, but it's brewed out of a, a place called Abel Bay. Baker and uh, we can Abel Baker, and so yeah, we have we have uh, you know uh, uh, half a dozen customers up in Las Vegas and in uh, Southern Utah. There actually, we're, we're doing some stuff in St. George. 
Nice. Now that they've revised their beer laws. Their beer laws were really weird. They couldn't have, you, you remember 3-2 beer? Yeah, yeah. 3-2 yeah, beer is actually 4% ABV. Okay. You know, alcohol by volume. If you alcohol by uh, ounce is, is 3-2, but it's alcohol by volume is 4. Okay. Um, they, that was their limit. In other words, you couldn't make you couldn't sell beer in Utah with more than four ABV. Like whether packaged or in a tap room or anything. And, and, if, really? and if they did, when they, oh gosh, there was some crazy laws. Like you had to go, sorry, you had to go behind, uh, when the server was pouring something that was high ABV, they had to go behind a curtain and, and make it. I'm serious. It couldn't be done in, in open. <laughs> Seriously, it's serious. strange. They yeah. finally changed those laws this year. So they have what wow. they call, you know, their, their high test stuff. So ah. now it's actually 5%. So there's more beers coming out of, of Utah now, and then next year it goes up to six percent, or it might be November of this year. But yeah, they're finally That's revising those weird. laws. But like, why would you like? Why would you go percentage by year? Like, okay, we're going to give you one percent more each year. <laughs> for some barley wine by twenty thirty, you know, <laughs> dude, you got me. It, it, some of the laws around alcohol have been around for a long, long, yeah. long time. When I say that, like, you, you, wine, and if, if you sell wine only in Arizona. You can put it in just about any container. Okay. But if that wine goes across a state line, oh, no, it has to be in a subdivisor of 750 milliliters. So you ask me why I'm good at math. Is, is you ha- <laughs> the government made so, <laughs> it. Uh, grams, milliliters. Well, seriously, so it, to go to, across the lines, you have to, it has to be in a 250 milliliter, 375 milliliter, 500 milliliter So it has to be container. a defined uh, amount. Exactly. Rather from, than just like a, a bucket. And like where that came from was like France in the 1600s yeah. when they started selling wine back then. So they're actually, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're going to revise that so you don't have to have all these specialty containers to do wine or yeah. do meat. Or, and, oh, my God, the cider laws. So if a cider is less than, and they've just revised this two years ago. Before that was different, but two years ago they said, okay, if if a if a cider is less than eight point five percent, it follows beer laws. Okay. If it's more than eight point five percent, it follows wine laws. Oh, but if the CO two volumes is greater than three point <laughs> two, then it follows champagne laws because there's a champagne tax. I don't uh, know if you know this. There's a champagne no. tax. Oh, that, yeah, there's a champagne tax. So every every package of champagne gets taxed an extra, you know, like eight percent. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So it's That's all, it's, and, and that, and of course, the TTB defines it that. What, do you know what TTB stands for, right? Tax and uh, Trade Bureau. Yeah. <laughs> so, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So they define, you know, when you talk about low fills and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff, well, they want to get their tax on every ounce or gram, yeah, gram. <laughs> of alcohol that goes out. And so that's, yeah. the, that's what all this stuff is based on. Yeah, can, very interesting. Can we also talk about the California redemption value? Oh, yes. Oh, sure. What is that? <laughs> oh, see, it's CRV. So um, there's, oh, geez. Actually, they changed it this year for cider, thank God again. So <laughs> wine lobbyists a long time ago said, oh, we don't want to deal with that stuff. So wine, the, the, the lid that goes on wine cans has to be blank. Because there's no, there's no redemption value to them. You just get the aluminum value out of okay. them. But California does this thing where they want to pre, preemptively get people to recycle. Okay. So when you buy a can or a bottle at a store, you pay five cents in redemption value. Uh, and then when you return that back in for recycling, you get that five cents back. Yeah. So the lids have an incise on them and there's 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 11 states that do the similar to california you know it's hawaii california michigan connecticut i couldn't say my yeah. Iowa. yeah so they, they, i thought you were gonna rattle off all 11 right oh, there. i was man. gonna be impressed man i was like it's four yeah so it's funny that that uh and then cider there was a four state redemption incise so yeah. you had to have you had to have a wine lid you had to have a cider end, and you had to have beer and soda ends, right? So, but each of these only come in pallets, and on a pallet, there's three hundred and sixty thousand uh, lids. So, you know, you're carrying a lot of extra inventory just to manage these these ridiculous. Instead of having just one that co- that covers all, exactly. Yeah. Depending yeah. on the state you're in, the liquid in the can decides how much the can can be recycled for in, in uh, redemption states. What? So as if, <laughs> yeah, as if it's not hard enough, they decided yeah, that. So anyway, yeah. they, they finally, the, the cider and the, um, 
the cider went with the, the beer laws. So okay. we only have to have, we don't have to have a separate palette of, of cider ends. We can use yeah. the same. But then you get into this thing where California decided that uh, BPA was, was bad. So you want BPA, uh, they called it actually BP any, which means BPA non-intent. Because BPA is just everywhere. It, you, you can't get away from it. Okay. But you can't, you, you can't put extra BPA in stuff is what they said. And the original liners that went on lids and, and cans wasn't very good, but now they've fixed that. But in in that interim period, we had to carry these BPNI cans and BPA cans so that we could do because the the you know wines and ciders are you know very acidic and sure. so they'll they'll chew on they'll chew up a liner. Yeah. So yeah, we had to you know we had to carry twice as much inventory for that yeah. sort of stuff. So it's it's been kind of a, a crazy period, but it's it's actually starting to they're they're thinking about it and it's starting, starting to make sense. Start, no, to, it's starting to focus where that okay. We don't have to have all these different ends. We're yeah, gonna, yeah. We're gonna, yeah. So it, okay. they're, they're coming out with those laws. And hopefully the wine laws, again, as far as package sizes, they're going to do away with that uh, whole 750 milliliter thing that came from wow. way back when. I mean, I, I agree on packaging on certain products. Like, I don't think you should put like gasoline in a milk jug, right? But <laughs> right, I've but, seen it happen. Right? It's it's happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the cardboard one, not even the plastic oh, the cardboard one. ones. <laughs> oh, well, you, you know, fill you up, fold up the little front thing. Well, you, you just, you, all you do is filling up your your gas your your car that just uh, ran out of gas down the road, right? That's right. Just, yeah. just run down there and fill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. It's it's really interesting when you when you talk to somebody about a specific industry because um, I've never talked to anybody about cans and canning lines and that kind of stuff and it, it gets so deep it's not as simple as like oh here's a pallet of cans let's just fill it up there's so much shit that goes into it oh, that's awesome yeah. local government gets their piece no matter what you're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see man. some guy with the clipboard watching you guys as you're canning stuff right <laughs> You laugh. <laughs> no. You, you, you do. Ask these guys about the Maricopa County um, um, uh, 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 who the, who, health inspectors. Uh, they're, they're really, they're really, really, really trying hard to get their foot in into brewery doors because you know it's the health department. You think of food, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they're 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 now trying to to say they have food and jurisdiction yeah. over you know alcoholic beverages and the you know so there there is there's there's sort of a, a push pull going on there. Yeah. But yeah, they have they have had guys standing there, you know, making sure that things are done the way there's a really? quote unquote supposed to be done. So you they just surprise you guys and all of a sudden you're like oh shit. Who's this nerd? Oh, just a guy. <laughs> uh, health department nerd. Get out of here, nerd. I, you know, you guys haven't seen one, have you? Not yet. No, he, no. They, they, they walked in on a, back, you know, like three years ago, they walked in on a couple of our canning runs in different uh, places. Yeah. And uh, oh, wow. actually, they, they uh, it, it's funny that we, I'm going to, it's not just Maricopa County because it was Clark County because we just had someone walk in in Las Vegas and, and, you know, she wasn't there because we were canning though. Okay. She was there as an overall inspection and it's, uh, it's a brew pub, yeah. but they still go back into the brewery and make sure that certain things are done certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. We used to, yeah. When I was working for North mountain, we used to have a health inspector come in maybe once a year, twice a year. You were but a brew pub though. So there, yeah, there were, yeah, we were a brew pub. So, and uh, I miss that guy. That guy always reminded me of uh, it's that character from uh, Futurama. My Munwich. You know, uh, Hermes. Hermes. Yeah. Always <laughs> reminded me of right Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> always reminded me of him because he had that Jamaican accent, too. It's like, my Munwich. <laughs> Same guy, health inspector. from. Same guy, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shout out to that guy if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's listening. I, hope I still have your Manwich, yeah. by the way. Uh, so what's next for, for Mobile West? What do you guys want to do from here? Grow, grow, <laughs> Just grow yeah. at an uncontrollable rate. No, right? no, <laughs> uh, very, you know it's 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 uh, interesting that um, managing. You know, it, it, people say, "Oh, it's you're you know you're so lucky in this," and then you know, sure. Uh, what's what is luck? It's when you know preparation meets opportunity, right? Sure. Yeah. And but at the same time, managing growth it is a hard thing. And, and these brewers that went through it and during those huge growth periods, we'll tell you. I mean, you know, where do you get the capital? Buy more tanks? Where do you do this? Where do you do that? So it's. Managing growth is is one of the more more difficult things that uh, I've done, but we do we we, we uh, plan on on uh, some additional growth uh, this year into the future. And um, boy, 
keep keep doing different uh, different products. Like I said, the the yeah. wine and the the coffee um, are are I just consider them fun. Oh, and the cider, the ciders the are seltzers. Seltzers kombu- well, oh, we do yeah. a lot of kombuchas. Kombucha yeah. is interesting in that it you know. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Tom mad here, you know. Yeah. Brewers make wart, bugs make beer, right? No, um, okay. no uh, when you start talking about... Got no, him. <laughs> when you start talking about kombucha, it's it's yeah. all about bug management because, yeah. you know, all those probiotics and stuff. So we don't yep. use... Everybody out there that's listening, we do not use the same canning line that cans kombucha to can beer uh, unless it's a wild... Sour beer, you sure. know, wild fermented beer, yep. and so, um, but yeah, kombucha is is a is a large part of our um, our uh, market in in SoCal, nice. and uh, um, I, I anticipate some kombuchas coming up here in, in Arizona as well. Nice, very cool. Yeah, like I don't think a lot of people know that, like one of the biggest kombucha cr- creators are right in Cottonwood, right? right. Cottonwood, uh, wild tonic, uh, wild tonic, yeah. Yeah. wild tonic, yeah, yeah. They make yeah. good stuff, and people don't realize, like, holy shit, it's right up there. My wife's loved it for years. Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Not Prescott. 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 Yeah. So, well, guys, thanks for joining. This is this has been great. I've been wanting to get you guys on for a while. So, Miguel, thanks for setting this up, Very welcome, Thanks, Miggy. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. It was fun. You guys just call me up next time you guys are canning somewhere. I'll come act like I'm doing some work. I'm down. Oh, I'll put you to work. I'll put you to work. I would There's no acting involved here. You know, I miss those days. I miss the days of manual labor. Like I did manual labor for like 10 years of my life, you know, and now I'm just drinking beer and eating food and getting fat. So I put me to work, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you. For, how, how can people find you? Uh, website, social media, mobilewestcanning.com. Wow. Look and at that. MW Canning on uh, social media. MW Canning. All right. Cool. On the Instagrams, Facebook. Twitter, Tamblegrams, or whatever. Does anybody still use Tamblegrams? Tamblegrams. <laughs> no, what's that other one? Tumblr? Does anybody use Tumblr anymore? It oh. doesn't exist. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it's a joke. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you knew what you were talking about. I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell that is. Um, I think Tumblr's still around somehow. We have a we have a Tinder account too. You have a Tinder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Swipe right if you want a can. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hashtag uh, nice cans. <laughs> Matt Matt just found out about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, does, he doesn't realize we got maybe a couple customers yeah. on that one. You're welcome. <laughs> we throw parties at the shop from time to time. All right. All right. Yeah. I, I could. See. Do you want to come see my brights? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about the time we shut this thing down. Yeah. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Really appreciate you guys. Go check out Tap and Bottle out of Tucson. That is Tap and Bottle out of Tucson. And tell them Tap That Easy sent you. Also check out The Arizona Beer Book. That is on Instagram at The Arizona Beer Book. And that is the website, thearizonabeerbook.com. We made a book and we think it turned out pretty good. So go check it out at your local tap room or go to thearizonabeerbook.com. Huge shout out to Hops Up Network. It is a network of independent craft beer podcasts all across the country. So go check them out. HoppedUpNetwork.com. Thank you guys always for your support. It was really cool seeing some of you guys at Strong Beer Festival. That was really, really cool. I don't know if somebody, uh, if you guys um, saw us up on the stage, that was really cool. A little bit nerve wracking. Um, It was right in the sun, but it was a great time. So thank you guys for everything. And what the only thing that I ask for you um, is for you to just stay awesome.
me tiene loco. 